Hey, man. Hey, Jason. I guess it's we don't need cool. to do an intro for this one. This is this is our 2023 year in review and forward look at 2024. Um, so we don't have to go back and do the intro for ourselves, right? Yeah, we did just have an hour conversation. <laughs> uh, we could review that if you wanted. <laughs> It's good to see I swear you, man. We just need to we just need to record, hit record all the time. Yeah, it's good. It's good to see you. We uh we we just uh, the third of January here, and uh, kicking off this this new year and this new season together. And we were recapping uh, Christmas and and the holidays this new year. I had Karen's family in town and my family in town and overlapping and so uh man a lot of family time a lot of games and a lot of uh food yep. <laughs> so, oh so much food yeah <laughs> that was yeah. good good i had uh i had all my girls sarah caroline and kate for early not very early morning my daughters are 26 and 17 so they, they don't get up early yeah but uh, early enough to have a have some brunch and yeah. open our prezzies <laughs> Just as a fam, just the four of us, which was really nice. That's cool. And uh, yeah, it was super sweet. You know, it's neat when your your kids are old enough to like buy you their own presents, and they have like right. really thoughtful and cool ideas. And um, we yeah. uh, we had uh, this is our first Christmas with our son-in-law, and uh, Christmas we had just in the morning was just the kids, but my oldest now doesn't live here, so. Uh, she and her husband came over around 11:30. We were up, and my my youngest was upset because the tradition is is that we all go up into our bed, and we all sit on our bed and we open the stockings. And so we were we were already up downstairs and had coffee. And and anyway, she chased us back up, and uh, he uh, he sat in a chair. He did. He's like, I'm part of the family, but I don't think I want to sit on the bed. <laughs> he's not bed committed yet. So he's you know what? I, I hope he gets there. I feel like that's yeah. that's an image that we need to see. Uh, it's a, a king size bed. Parks and there's five adults on the bed. On a, yeah, five <laughs> adults on a king size bed. But how cool <laughs> is it that you have you have a you have a son-in-law? I know. That's you know? talk about year in review. My wife and I were talking about our year uh, yesterday and the day before, and it's a big year for us. We have a hey, new. You published a book. Yeah, I did. Hey, you did too. I, I think it's there. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> I I love it. I'm sitting outside, so uh, you you've got to do all the book uh, promos. Uh, yeah, dude. Big but year. it's a real it's a really good one, Jason. Um, you know, I've read through it, and the more I see the stories that you're telling in your book. Um, the more I think people are finding the courage to ask bigger questions yeah. about God. Um, and, and yeah, you know, leave, leave the mindsets and the framework about yeah. a God who looks nothing like Jesus. Um, yeah. your book does such a great job of that. And, and I know it's helped so many people just find freedom and permission to, Dude. you know, explore this on their own. What's been fun is, uh, we we were talking about this earlier, but we get clarity with this podcast too. The book, maybe in some ways, it's always hindsight for me, mapped out kind of what we do on the podcast. But it's that Emmaus Road conversation we've had over and over and over again, which I highlight in the book as well. That 
that uh, this is this is what we get to do. We get to get together, hang out, bring a guest on, have a conversation, an Emmaus Road conversation where hopefully we get into the house and we break bread with Jesus. We get revelation. And then the podcast is us basically running back to Jerusalem to tell our friends like, hey, it's better than we thought. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it really so, feels that way. And, yeah. and, you know, hey, we started a Facebook group this year. And to all of you that are, you know, listeners to the podcast that have joined the Facebook group, we just want to say thank you and how much we are absolutely in love with the culture of this yeah. group. It's a culture yeah. of kindness. I yeah. was I was reading the C.S. Lewis quote the other day, and this this really I think summarizes what is happening. Not just in the tacos community, but I think kind of, I think kind of in the body of Christ as a whole, and those who are not yet awakened to righteousness. And here, here it is. He says, um, "Friendship would be something like what you two? I thought I was the only one." <laughs> and when you start making connection and friendship around the thinking of Jesus's perfect theology, around the thinking that God is better than we thought, He is love. I mean, this resonates on such a deep level with not, not just people who proclaim to be followers of Jesus, but those who don't, yeah. when they hear, yeah, you know, I've always suspected that God should be that way, but you know, Christians convinced me otherwise. <laughs> I mean, that's your, that, that's, that's how we connected. Mm -hmm. That resonates with us. And I think that's obviously you can see that happening on Facebook and, and, and the connections that are happening even through Facebook where people are actually getting together face to face, which is one of my favorite things. I was interacting with someone today uh, on the because it's blowing up. I, I don't know. We, we was talking about this, too. I spent a good bit of my time just connecting with people, having conversations. Uh, but the friendship uh, aspect of 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 what Jesus revealed uh, that, you know, the idea that uh, I love the passion version that he never, you know, I, I grew up with, I no longer call you servant. I call you friend, but the passion version of that scripture is, is profoundly insightful because, and I think whether it's right uh, with the Greek, I'll trust that it is. I haven't done the study, but I, I, I know it's right. And in, in the sense that it, that this slave hierarchical slave master uh, paradigm didn't exist before the fall and doesn't exist in heaven. But the, but the passion version says, I never called you servant. I've always called you most beloved friends. Mm -hmm. And I think that some of what we're participating in right now, this awakening is, 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 is the friendship. It's, it's awakening to this before uh, the foundations of the earth friendship. I, I I've, I'm writing right now. Uh, and, and, we're, we're going to get to some of the recapping of last year, but, but I'm <laughs> taking a left. I'm writing uh, with my brother this series, you know, I Changed the World. And I'm writing, uh, I just finished Adam uh, yesterday. I sent it to him and we'll, we've got a few more iterations. But um, it's about uh, a boy in the garden. We don't even introduce the tree in this particular in this particular book. We don't even introduce the fall, the snake. None of that actually happens. This is about a boy exploring uh, uh, the the creation and building friendship with Jesus, Holy Spirit, and Father. It's just friendship and adventure. It's 
it's it's naming animals it's climbing mountains it's swimming and riding whales it's it's so much fun and all these interactions between it's taken me a lot longer because all these interactions between uh adam and jesus or adam and father and adam and holy spirit uh because i i want to make sure that i get this friendship right but uh anyway he never called us, sir, man. It's about friendship, and I think that you're onto something there. C.S. Lewis may have had a had a few things right. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. No, when you're when you're talking about that, uh, man, I love the concept. First of all, I mean, most people are going to say heresy. You got to have the fall. You got to have the snake. You got to have the. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I understand that's part of the story. No, no, but the that's more I the see it, telling. the more I see like our entrance into this world through physical birth, you know, and first of all, what a privilege it is to live on this planet and to be alive, you know, for the lifetime that we have. What an absolute privilege. But, you know, in my, my thinking is that it's like we start off in this perfect image of God child, and then we get, we get our minds eventually diluted with things that aren't true about God. But I think in those early formative stages, and then I think the last end of life is is an attempt to get back to the boy in the garden, the little girl yeah. in the garden. Yeah. You know, let's, I want to get back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I feel, I feel like the thing that we're, we're trying to do is to bring language around it and to help articulate it in a way that resonates with people. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced as you are, that God is better than our next best thought about him. And, uh, and that, you know, it's, it's above and beyond what we can ask or think yeah. and imagine yeah. and dream. And I'm just yeah. convinced that, you know, our godly imaginations, obviously having scripture involved in it, Jesus was doing what on the road to Emmaus? He was taking them through scripture, Yeah, but he was either flipping the script, deepening the meaning or reclaiming, the image and, of God. And he was, and he was speaking to the heart, like yep. this, that burning, right? Like that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, I, maybe that's what, maybe that's what we should recount a little bit. Maybe some of the things that we've really rethought over this last year and in, in 2023, I can, I can tell you for me, I've had a huge rethinking on uh, what the, what the Bible is and what it is not a uh, huge rethinking on the fact that Jesus is the word of God and I love my Bible too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, those kind of things, they take time. It's not like you just, it just drops on you all of a sudden. You really have to kind of investigate it and come to your conclusion. You know, am I going to let Jesus be the final answer about what, who God is? Yeah. And, yeah. and does that ring true in my heart by the spirit, the spirit of love that has been poured out to fullness in me, according to Romans 5, 5, you know, it's kind of this, this tension that we have with scripture where it, it, it is in some places explaining who God is, but in other places it's explaining who we thought God was and what right. we're capable of assigning to him that has right. nothing to do with him. Right. So. Just, just the fact that the simplicity that Jesus comes along and correct corrects the record. Just books yeah. falling off all over my desk here. I'm just <laughs> ready for the books. Uh, but we got we got to talk to so many great people that have helped 
you know, they're a little further down the road, like Brian Zond, you know, what a great conversation we had with Brian, what a yeah. generous and kind person he is. Um, yeah. And very yeah. helpful around, um, how to approach scripture and, and, and providing us language around, uh, around, around how to approach scripture and hermeneutics and, um, yeah, easy to talk to, um, smart as a whip is that that's a saying right can you say that about brian zahn or do smart you have to be as a older? Whip, yeah do i have to be older to say smart as a whip i feel like i have to be a little older uh no i'll, I'll give you that smart okay. as a whip we might have to explain it to the next generation but you know actually, now that i'm thinking about it i'm not sure what's smart about a whip except that it cracks <laughs> It's smart. It's smart. It's that's smart. not the kind of smart okay. that Brian is. Let's, that makes sense. Let's let's expand yeah, that book. from our yeah. When everything's, when everything's on, fire. on fire. Yeah. Um. Really, I, I think I see Brian and uh, Brian Zond and Brad Jerzak as being almost kind of companion books with with everything with everything's on fire and out of the embers. Yeah. Both of those, you know, those both of those gifts have helped us define what this whole deconstruction thing is all about. What this de disor disorientation is about and how are we going to reorient correctly? And, um, obviously letting Jesus be, you know, the abs absolute plumb line and litmus test for, um, for who God is for the, for yeah. I, revealing the father. Yeah. Yeah. I think Brian was, um, was a wonderful conversation. There's a few that I'm scrolling through, Cherith V, Nordling. Mm. Um, I think if there was something this year that I'm I'm fascinated by and and we were in our conversation before we hit record, we both were writing an endorsement for David Hewitt's new book, um, Ultimate Rest, which comes out in a few months. And uh what was what was comical about it was I hadn't read yours and you hadn't read mine. And uh, they're almost identical, which <laughs> which shows that we're tracking together. And we both gravitated toward the story of Jesus taking a nap in a boat in the middle of a storm. And then, of course, the disciples waking him up. And you know the story. He he, he speaks peace to the storm. And and we both recognized. Uh, and this is, for me, this, this is what I think has been, uh, if I'm recapping this year, this 2023 and leaning into 2024, um, I'm fascinated by that story because uh, I've lived most of my life thinking that the final, uh, the focal point of that story or the, the takeaway from that story was that Jesus could calm storms. And, uh, and I'm growing ever aware that the focal point of that story was that, that God can rest in storms, that God actually, that Jesus rests, that if he's only doing what the father's doing, the father's taking a nap and that that is actually the union. That's the place of union. That means that storms so don't determine uh, my rest. They don't determine my joy. And, and it's a highly, uh, in, in light of having Cherith Fee Nordling on, one of the things that blew me away last year was that it's, you know, we call it a permanently human gospel. She mm -hmm. um, she really highlighted once again who we truly are, how worth the blood of Jesus, how 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 valuable our humanity is, how powerful the incarnation is, how profoundly um, uh, liberating is our is our discovery of this union. And rest, of course, is that story of Jesus in a boat. Um, I think if there was more language uh, put around that concept, um, more um, excitement and, and um, man, I, I'm just, if the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy, 
right? If the kingdom's righteousness, peace, and joy, what does that what does that mean? It's 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 you can you can actually experience it, live from it, and um, right. Yeah, that's the uh, I I'm I'm thankful for some of that language. Um, twenty twenty three. Some of the people we've had on where we've just discovered union in even even deeper ways. I can see something's brewing in you, though, man. Well, I'm looking at I'm looking up this scripture as you're talking. Uh, just uh, if we're gonna just follow through with stream of consciousness here, and rest is gonna be a big aspect of that. It, I, th- I thought it was just uncanny that we we both wrote those book endorsements. Yeah. Uh, for David. Yeah. And center in on that because I think there's something more to it. And when you when you have the word of God, yeah, God in Christ reconciling the world to himself, make a statement that, hey, we're going to the other side. Yeah. Um, there really doesn't need to be any more activity after that. Guess where guess where you're going? You're going to the yeah. other side. So yeah. you can either freak out when the storm comes or you can take a nap with Jesus. And I'm I'm beginning Come to on. see a theme of like because I, yeah, I grew up in a spiritual warfare context as well, right. you know, and, right. and spiritual warfare was necessary, even to the extent of you know, people getting up on high buildings or going in airplanes, like we got to get above the principalities and powers and um, forgetting that they are actually seated with Christ in heavenly places. But right. it, it, it got so striving. And I'm, I'm reminded of this in the message paraphrase. I love my wife quotes this verse all the time. This like this is her signature verse. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? <laughs> Come to me, get away with me, Come and on. you'll recover your life. I'll show you. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Yeah. Walk with me, work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. You'll learn to live freely and lightly. And I think, for me, that that's been that's been a big part of my. Yeah. Uh, spiritual growth here in 2023 is uh, learning how to live freely and lightly, learning how to really live and rest, and that rest is spiritual warfare. I mean, what could, what could be the exact opposite of striving against principalities and powers? It's like, hey, how about ignoring them? Yeah, <laughs> and taking a nap. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, that's it. I know people are going to think that's crazy. Like, no, no, we have well, to stand firm yeah. and fight. But if I, hey, if I have to be the protector of God's goodness. Good luck with that. I don't that, have to defend his goodness. I'll add, I'll add, so I'll read the uh, – And by the way, we had David Hewitt on. Uh, that was one of the guests we had in 2023. We're going to get him back on uh, to talk about this book. Didn't know that we were going to go here, but I, this is one of the things I wrote, and it's very similar to your endorsement. For years, I concluded the calming that calming the storm was the destination, the focal point of the story. I constructed my faith on the faulty certainty that God calms storms, which, of course, he does, and, but instead of – I constructed my faith on the faulty certainty that God calms storms instead of the sure foundation that God rests regardless of storms. That there's a that there's a deeper place of 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 rest of 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 peace that, like you said, surpasses understanding because He's already settled the storm. Like like you said, we're going to the other side was was already the answer. He's He's already it's finished. It's already done. And so there's this place we can live in, and that's the liberty and 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 what I believe we're awakening to this love that transcends dimensions of time and say, space that answers every question that's burning yep. in our heart. That that is um this this is the place. Uh, and I've spent some time writing about this. 
that's it's a, I touch on it a little bit in leaving and finding Jesus, but you know everything is exponentially growing, and it's I've I've asked the question on here before: Was Jesus the most obedient person that ever walked the planet, or did he only do what was in his heart to do? And the answer is yes, and we've lived in both paradigms, and they're not wrong. But isn't there this beautiful, glorious liberty to be living in such a place of union that we're we're living out of the out of desires fulfilled instead of longing unfulfilled, you know, the hope, hope mm -hmm. instead of hope deferred, we're living actually in this place of longing fulfilled. You know, I used to read that scripture, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but longing fulfilled is the tree of life. I used to read it and go, this is, um, this explains my life, hope deferred. Hope deferred is my experience and I can live there and disappointment can overwhelm me and the crisis of the day and the storm becomes overwhelming. But there's an invitation. There's, there's two different paradigms and there's an invitation to live in longing or desires fulfilled is that it's like we, it's finished. We can live in that place. Right longing fulfilled where where i wake up in the morning and and what do i want to do today oh that's a good idea the father says and then i say it to him and i mean that's the um i'll i'll, I'll throw this at you we um I, I, someone asked me the other day what, what's the new book i'm writing about which is a f funny question because it takes me three years and i typically don't know i'm only just now pretty starting to catalog ideas but um, there's this one thing that that I'm, I'm I've shared probably the story with you before, but it's uh, it could be fun is a phrase God told me years ago, uh, and it was um, and it's in this place of union where you realize oh it could be fun, it's it's almost like how he talks to me now. It's like when I ask him, uh, should I do this or should I do that? He's like, yeah, we're not we're not having that conversation. What's in your heart to do? Like that's he's almost always turning the conversation around. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you what to do. What is it you desire to do? And and I and and he reminded me of of this by giving me some. Uh, uh, he reminded me of this from an example like eight nine years ago where um, a bit of a, a narcissistic fella, uh, a bit of a control freak who loves Jesus, Peter before, uh, Peter in the garden of Gethsemane type of, you know, a sword oh, swinging I, Peter. I know you that know. dude. I used to be that dude. <laughs> he came to me with a project and long story short, I, I, I was going to say no to the project. Cause I, I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't, I don't think. And, and I'm, and I, I'm walking out one day. I've already said no in my mind and I just hadn't made the phone call yet. And I thought, well, let me check with God get direction looking for he hasn't in 10 years now he, he very rarely tells me what to do he, he almost always uh asks me what's in my heart and this is me i'm putting it together right it's hindsight i'm remembering back i i, I said to him should i do this looking for uh looking for the father to give me a yes or a no and his response was it could be fun <laughs> And I can't explain the liberty that came flooding through me. I was like, why am I stressing about this? I know right. who I am in him. There's provision right. in this job. I can take this job on. It was a blast. Yeah, we had to navigate the religious constraints of control and separation. And we had to do all of that. But we did it from this place of wonder and liberty. I traveled the world with my with my family. It was a blast. And so it could be fun is how I'm entering this year. Nice. Uh, if you had a 2024 focal point, I'm like, it could be fun. Yeah. It could be fun. I love that. That's, yeah. And isn't that, isn't that uh, kind of a good 
dad answer for a right. child, for a little son or a daughter. Growing you hey, up. Dad, like, I got I'm an idea. You what to oh, do. that could be fun. You know, yeah. that could be fun. <laughs> that rem- reminds me so of this story. He, he might be brushing you off and saying, yeah, Jason, I don't really want to do that. But Dude, uh, I, yeah, okay. It could be fun. Maybe, time, maybe he'll I, forget about it <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I was sitting with um, um, uh, Jonathan Hauser's dad, Ken Hauser, years ago. And we're in this, and we're we're sitting at a it's a men's retreat, and Ken Hauser, amazing, amazing father, and just amazing guy, and he's sitting at the table with I'm probably forty, so there's some he's probably sixty, and there's some twenty year olds there, right, and and this nineteen eight twenty twenty year old is passionately talking about the nature of God, and I'm listening, I'm like. Hey, if he's only getting half of it right, if that, like it's it's like striving and everything, and and I and Ken looks at him and he goes and I and I when he said it I was like father thing to say I mean I grabbed it and I owned it but Ken looked at him and says that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> he said it two or three times and I thought that's the best. I love that. That sounds about right. Not quite there, but. Yeah, I have a quick uh, Jonathan Helzer story. We were going to, Sarah and I were going to a a worship night with them years and years and years ago at the old Queen City Church uh, location on Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robin McMillan, uh, Andy Squires. Yeah. You know, and Jonathan Helzer was there and he he came over to us. He said, hey, and how are you doing? And Sarah was like, yeah, you know, it's ministry's been tough and we're doing this, this, and this, we're doing this and this and doing, and he just looked, he just got down in her face and looked at her. And of course, you know, he kind of has a Jesus vibe about him with the long hair, um, except he's super yeah. white. Um, <laughs> he just awesome. said, he's like, like, how's that working for you? How's that working? Is there, for you? is there a way, is there a way to do that with Jesus that might not be so striving? It was like, Yes, Lord, I've heard, I've heard from you. <laughs> How's that but, working uh, for you? That's thank, awesome. Thank God for those kind of moments in our life. Yeah. I, I mean, he's the one that, that coined the term in his song about a collision with grace. And I think, yeah. I really think that's, um, I think that's where everybody's heading. Yeah. I mean, I, and, and I not agree. just once, yeah. but collision after collision after collision with the reality that, that grace, uh, grace does save all. Right. Uh, which is our, our David Artman interview. Um, I think now you're yeah, being heretical, yeah, I, have, man. I have the book right here. I just happened to, <laughs> that was another one we did this year. It's 2023. And, um, last Jason, year. So just here's, we're going to, we're going to go on record that I'm the one that scheduled this, this interview. This <laughs> is <laughs> Jason's like, if, if the bomb goes off, this one's on you, brother. <laughs> Not really. He, he was fully yeah. in agreement, but, um, you know, just the concept of the, really the restoration of a Christian universalism and ultimate reconciliation. Um, and I love, the, I love the, the work that he did in the book. You know, when he goes back, he says, hey, Zondervan published a book on, you know, the views of hell. And there was a certain number of views of hell, da, 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 da. But there was no mention at all of ultimate reconciliation or Christian universalism. And they republished that book. And uh, the editor of that book had a whole section on Christian universalism saying, Hey, this is a, this is a valid yeah. subject yeah. to talk about. It's not heresy, but you know, you don't have to believe it. Right. Um, I think, I think life might be better if you believe it, but you know, but it, it can no longer be just blanket. Uh, no, you guys can't even talk about that. You can't be a Christian unless you believe da 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 this, this, and this. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, great grace, a collision with grace might have something different to say about that. I mean, let's ask the Apostle Paul about that one. Yeah. Um, he experienced a collision with grace yeah. when he yeah. was when he was working for God, you know, and that's yeah. that's the thing I think I see more and more when I hear people parrot the well, what's the greatest commandment? Love the Lord God with all your heart, most heart, mind, soul, and strength, heart, soul, strength, and mind, whatever, and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said was was equal to it. But then after that encounter, um, you know, he Jesus drops the love of the Lord your God, and he just says, "Hey, yeah, love one another yeah. the way I have loved you." John thirteen. That's simple, bro. It's that simple. By this, all will know you're my yeah. disciples. And here's why I think. Here's why I think it's important. And I've been thinking about this a lot. When you can justify acts of violence, vengeance, retribution against people, um, you, first of all, you probably hold a view of a God that is violent and retributive and yeah. angry and wrathful yeah, you can and justify, capable sure. of killing, Yeah. right? So yeah. W- once you kind of drop that substitutionary atonement theory that God killed his kid, then you, then you can drop it in your own life and not have to be violent and judgmental and retributive. You know, and so, yeah. I, mean, I, I just go ahead. I, I feel like I feel like that's that's been a huge t- a turn for me, and in yeah. in just yeah, yeah. recognizing, well, how can people justify, you know, being violent? How can people justify war? Yeah. You know, and I've had these conversations with people who have kids in the military, and mm-hmm. and good conversations. And you know what? Yeah. Thank you, kids yeah. in the military that sign up and go and do. But ultimately, this kingdom that we're in uh, is a kingdom that does not endorse war of any kind or violence of any kind. The only violence that ever produced any any kind of true justice was the cross. And uh, so, I don't know. I just for me. Because you you can claim to love God and hunt people down and kill them. Well, that's and, it. And you can say that you're doing it for God, but you're mis- missing the entire point of His nature. And we're and 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 we're running into a whole lot of. I think if there's an awakening taking place, it's it's with folks who have had to live under the bondage of the idea that that my faith is connected to how much I love God instead of how much he loves me. Right. 100%. And it's, 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 you know, back to the story of, of Peter in the garden, uh, with a sword, you know, he told Jesus he loved him and, and he, he wasn't lying, but his love was attached to a flawed perspective on, on what the kingdom looked like on earth. It was, it was, his ego was involved. And so the, the, I mean, how many of us have lived in the desperate, uh, space, whether it's whether it's in a, in a moment or over the course of life, uh, where we're there in the garden trying to defend something, trying to defend our our ideology, trying to def- with a sword, you know. And of course, Jesus is Jesus is basically says, "Man, you don't know what spirit you're of." Like, like I, right. like, like, and and I'll and I'll say this because I for me, there's it's in light of conversations I've been having over the last several days and and. And what I see maybe being even more, you know, every, every three weeks, four weeks, we find a new leader who's, uh, who's, you know, who's, who's dropped the ball or in some way, shape or form missed it completely. And it's just coming to light. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I think, uh, I think the idea that, that Jesus meets with Peter on a beach on the other side of this moment. Hey, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. Satan has access to your 
to your actions, to your peace, to your joy, all that stuff we're talking about. He has access to it because you believe a lie about who I am and my kingdom. He's going to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for your faith. Uh, okay, so now we get a picture of what faith is. And faith isn't that your love in me is your salvation. Faith is, is that my greater love is uh, for you is your salvation. And then this is the piece that I think uh, we're going to be seeing uh in greater measure in the in the days and, and years to come on the beach is when Peter gets commissioned as a leader. Mm. And he says, do you love me? Lord, you know, do you love me? Three times. Finally, Lord, you know, the, the only answer you can give. And then he says, oh, three times feed my sheep. Essentially, I can't trust the Peter in the garden with my sheep, but I can trust the Peter here who will live surrendered to the cruciform love that I have displayed for you, that can live in that place of union. That's the Peter I can trust to feed my sheep. And I think that there's a groundswell happening within the church. Uh, we talk about it often, what, what, what it looks like to do church together, whether it's the traditional Sunday morning or it's pancake uh, Saturdays, evening, whatever it is, gatherings, but these leaders who can be trusted um, to feed sheep uh, because they uh, they are surrendered to the cruciform nature of the cross. They're walking out in, in the context of union. Now yeah. I'm on a preach and I haven't well, worked it all out. Know, but. That was another one of our guests, uh, Scott McKnight, his book, A Church Called yeah. Tove. Yeah, that's right. Really, really. And, and I'm even now going to say, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're currently at a church and there's there's a pastor there that has not read this book like put it in their hands yeah. a church called hope yeah. to me is it's yeah. the answer because he yeah. really he dismantles even the whole leadership culture you know really we yeah we're, we're called leaders if we pastor a church but really we're there to serve yeah. and jesus himself gave us that example when he said yeah. I, i'm not here to uh be served i'm here to serve yeah. so you kind of want to get on team jesus if you're going to be in any of the fivefold ministry that would be my recommendation <laughs> No more prophets that are just angry and mean. You, if you don't have the heart of the good shepherd and aren't delivering a, delivering a prophetic word with grace and, you know, encouragement and comfort and strength, then I, I really don't care who wins the next election. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah. One step further, one step further, and then you'd be dropping F-bombs like Brad Jerzak. Oh, well, you know what? I, I, I'm a firm believer a well-timed F-bomb is, uh, it can be a quality thing. Um, I just uh, grew up in a culture where it's like, my mom is going to be so upset if she hears this. Uh, yeah, I, um, I really feel like... Was Brad, by the way, keep the thought, but Brad, by the way, we had on Brad Jerzak. Yep. I'm sorry you missed that one. That's I know. a oh. story of its own. Sorry. But... You, that's one of the downfalls of 2023 was my power went out right before Brad's podcast. But just a beautiful conversation. And at the end, he did uh, he did talk about the the disparity between some of the Orthodox churches teaching and their perspective political engagements in the world today. But uh, um, anyway, I, 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 well, thought I better, better qualify that statement. Brad is, yeah, uh, no, no, well, but, you know, we're seeing it in our own, our own country and have been for quite some time about this alignment with, you know, religion and uh, nationalism and yeah, the, the yeah. state, the country. Yeah. Um, we're going to see that this year. I actually was driving yeah. through a neighborhood the other day uh, and they had one of those flagpoles where one is up, at an angle, 45 degree angle, and the other one is st straight out. Right. 
Have you ever have you ever seen these? Like, and usually Maybe. it'll be like whatever's the the number one flag right. is up here, but the number two flag is down here. Okay, and they had they had the American flag up at the forty five degree angle, and then the Christian flag was coming. Oh yeah, and I'm like, wow, that that was yeah, a that's, prophetic that's insight into there. Yeah, that's happening. If, if, if and, you know, hey, we're this twenty twenty four is an election year. We're actually going to have some guests on that are uh, um, considering them. They consider themselves missionaries to. Uh, extreme Christian nationalism, and we're going to help define what that what that is, what it looks like, yeah. without telling people who or what to vote for. I, my vote is for citizenship in the kingdom. You're a kingdom citizen first and foremost. Uh, you are an American citizen or a citizen whatever country you're from. Second, and um, and the one has to supersede the other, and so. Um, you know that's it's going to be an interesting interesting year this year. I yeah. think I think we're going to see more. Uh, more of the kind of fallout of leaders slash that should have been servants that have, uh, you know, used people, um, hurt people, kind of narcissistic type leadership that, you know, is in it for ego purposes. Um, those, those kind of things are going to be exposed. And you know what? Hey, restore, restore them all. Let let them all be restored, but maybe yeah. don't maybe don't ever uh, pastor a church again. Maybe don't ever <laughs> lead a ministry again. I'm you know, uh, I, yeah. How do we I, get off on this, man? <laughs> I, well, I know. I think it's real. I think we're 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 walking into a year where uh, the kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy. Uh, we there's a there's a great hunger. There's a great awakening taking place, and it's and it's timely because yeah. we're 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 going to be in the midst of uh, dualistic politicized ideologies that are combating against one another. Christians are going to feel fear. We're all going to have to be navigating fear uh, because it's going to be pushed upon us by, by media 24 seven. I mean, that's what they do anyway. So I think it's, I think we're on the, we're in the middle of a restoration, as you say, a reformation uh, as, as, uh, as some have, have coined it, uh, an awakening to love. And I, mm-hmm. and it is the answer to this to this dilemma this this next year. I think I think uh, I think it'll be a part of many of our conversations. I just I don't know how it won't be uh, yeah. in light of what we're facing. Well, and and when you say the word restore, I think something that's being restored to uh, to the body of Christ in the earth right now is the actual gospel. Yeah. A good news that is actually good news. Come on. It's, it's better than better than you could have possibly thought. And we're ready um, to hear it. I, I think we are. the church is ready to hear it, more ready than I I, don't, in my whole lifetime. Yeah, so I, I heard someone I heard someone the other day say that they, they and they put a percentage on it. They said, I think less than 3% of the evan, evangelical church has actually heard the gospel. The right. pure, unadulterated, union, yeah. finished work gospel yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that says, yeah, you're, you're, you're in, you're already yeah. in. Yeah, and um, I just think there's going to be better language around it. Uh, you know, when you have to walk through the Romans road, you know, which was a an evangelism strategy that the evangelical church just embraced wholeheartedly. Evangelism explosion, and and I think it was all well intentioned. I think sure. I think when you when here's the thing: when you truly believe in eternal conscious torment, then you better get your butt out there working and saving people from yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when you, when you begin to rethink the goodness of God, you can relax and love people well. And I think that's the thing. 
you know, the evangelical church, the reason there's such a great exodus from it right now, and there's a lot of people that are really hurting and, and really been burned by religion. They, they put too much stock in their leadership and, and just took that as the actual, you know, word of God. Um, I think it's because they were so hyper-focused on getting people saved and not in, not loving people well in the process. Yeah. And when we make that transition to just loving people well, and you know, hey, look, we're all working on it, but to me, it's, it's a much simpler life to just love people in a way that presents Jesus and reveals Jesus to them. Then we, we become the one that is, is, you know, the written letters that yeah. show Jesus forth on the on the uh, on everybody else's road to Emmaus. Yeah, you know, yeah. and our friends and our and our neighbors, yeah. our our coworkers, are, are you know in school. And it, to me, it's it's this it's this new. It's not new. It's a restoration. The gospel is being restored. I just the unadulterated, a... pure, undistilled moonshine gospel is is being restored. <laughs> Uh, Derek, um, I love doing this with you. Love uh, what God is doing uh, in and through our lives, the connection, the reconnection over these last years, uh, what uh, the, the favor in life on, on Rethinking God with Tacos, whether it's the Facebook group uh, or the Zoom calls and the, the ones we have in the future, just uh, life-giving, and a, a fulfillment of the vision that I had nine years ago when we stepped away from pastoring full-time to start a family story ministries a family story ministries was meant to create content catalytic for an encounter with the love of god i mean it was that simple and and uh and it was very empowering for me to then lean into writing lean into obviously uh, speaking and teaching uh and and led to the start of this podcast almost five years ago a family story is a nonprofit, and it's um it's been uh, the home for for me for nine years as we've leaned in and so anyway I, I just wanted to share a little bit about the the beginning of a family story and and I remember you saying uh coming out of COVID that hey guys we started a podcast and you you and Sarah were, were one of our earliest guests yeah 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 and uh, and it definitely is content that is catalytic for an encounter with the love of God uh we've yeah. experienced that by joining forces together. Yep. Uh, but I want I want all of our listeners to know that this is a listener funded podcast and uh, Rethinking God with Tacos has kind of taken on a life of its own in the umbrella of a family story. But a family story is your livelihood, Jason. Um, <laughs> I, I get a salary from the church that I pastor and uh, I, I donate my time and volunteer my time to do this. But I want everybody to know that uh, you can give to make Rethinking God with Tacos available to as many people as we can possibly mm. make it available to. If, it, if this podcast has in any way uh, blessed you, helped shape your rethinking journey, and been a safe place to experience community on the Facebook page, then I, I invite you to, uh, to give, not out of compulsion or arm twisting, no. but out of uh, out of joy and yeah. generosity uh, give into a family story and you can do it at a family story.org there's a giving function on there and, and we invite you into partnership with us that's a way that we can partner together to establish the kingdom of god through 
this podcast. Uh, and I love doing it with you, Jason. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, same here, man. Thank you. So grateful uh, for those who have given and who, who blessed us and, and have prayed for us and partnered with us over the years. So love it. Love doing this with you. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you all soon. I, I just had a, a thought. My dog's joining me here. I just had a thought. Maybe the Romans mm. Road is being replaced by the Emmaus Road. I think that's a great way. We, hey, see how see what happens. We get language around this when we talk. Yeah, about that's this. right. And um, the amazing. I think, I, I I think love you're the, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think the Romans. It's, it's about the, Romans the burning. Road had the, had the Pharisees in collective agreement with the Roman occupation so that they could yield wield power. You know, uh, in both yeah. ways. Because because if your if your answer to um to the kingdom being established is power and control. It, you're in the you're working for the wrong kingdom. Yeah, that's it. It's as plain as that. It's that simple. Yeah, mm -hmm. I yeah, like that, Jason. I feel like that's going to be a topic of the of yeah our future I, here. Yeah, and it's not to this this. I mean, Romans is one of my favorite books, but it's it's a you know one of my there's those three chapters was it six seven eight where where Paul's really going after grace and and uh, and I and I always love the spot where he's preaching grace so well to a law mindset that he has to stop and say, should I continue? Uh, should I go on sinning that grace may increase? He makes that statement. Then he says, he doesn't say hell no, but pretty much if you're interpreting, he's like, heck no, <laughs> are you not getting this? <laughs> and I love it because I'm like, that's how you know you're preaching grace really well. But I, uh, to, a, to a law mindset that they interpret is wait, wait, I got to sin more. No, no, no. We're not playing the balancing or measurement game. You're already included. You're already uh, righteous. You're, you have the, his righteousness. You're living in and from that place. It's a finished work. But I think you're right. I think it's the burning that we're awakening to. It's the relational uh, back to that friendship that we stopped, talked about it right at the front end of this conversation, or maybe it was before this. I don't recall when we hit record, but, but uh, this friendship that we've been invited into, yeah, it was on this this friendship, uh, this this place of burning, uh, a stranger uh, walking with us on the road and connecting with us through the scripture, you know, you know, he was pulling from scripture, but all yeah. to, all to steward that burning, all to get an encounter, a revelation, the encounter, the risen Christ, the finished work, you know, our inclusion in it. That's the that's what we're looking at. Well, and, and Jesus is at the center of it all. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it, it pleases the Lord to basically exalt Jesus to this preeminence, you know, yeah. uh, it, there is no, there's no hierarchy in this union. <laughs> no, um, no, everyone, isn't that beautiful? Everyone's pushing the other one, you know, the other one up, but, you know, but with, with Jesus, and this is where, you know, my own process of, Unlearning and relearning, deconstructing, reconstructing, being disoriented, getting reoriented. Um, it really, it really was liberating to completely burn down my theological house. And so, and some things were, you know, I think correct and adequate, you know, theologically. Right. But I, I needed, I just needed to jettison everything. And when I did, when it, you know, when the the burning building was cooling off and the ashes were blown away by the wind of the spirit around me. There I was in the fetal position on a cornerstone named Jesus. And so, you know, that, that 
that centrality of Jesus, Jesus having the preeminence of above all things, this is this is not this is not something we ever leave. When people when people uh, are questioning the things that we're talking about, and here here's the thing: we're we're having conversations. We're not. Yeah. Trying to say this is right, this is wrong. You know, yeah. you're you're Pretty right, safe. you're wrong. You're in, yeah. you're out. Yeah. Um. We're we're trying to find a, a more Christ-like God. Yeah. According to Brad Jerzak's book, we're yeah. we're we're aligning ourselves with Jesus as being perfect theology, and that's yeah. that's something that doesn't go away. And that's why I've even in my own language, I try to define myself as a follower of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's right. I'm I'm kind of cool ditching the term Christian. You know, it was it was a moniker that was placed on people in Antioch, and rightfully so. They were like, we don't know what category to put these people in. They're like that. They're like that Christ that we've heard about. You know, and um, so Christians it was. But you know, when you have when you have people doing um, things that do not represent God in the name of Christianity, and it's happening all over you know, all over, um, then you need to have something to, you know, communicate to people. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm okay. Not being aligned with that group. That is not the Jesus that I follow. Yeah. He does not condone that. He does not, you know, and so, and I just think follower of Jesus has such a more of a humble approach because, Hey, I'm, I'm in this with you. I'm not a lofty, you know, theological, pastor that is talking down to you and telling you, no, I'm following Jesus too. I'm, I'm, I'm working out my salvation, yeah. you know, from yeah. a finished work standpoint, of course, but it's like, I, 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 I'm okay not being called a Christian. I think, I think we're heading into some new territory where, uh, the tactic of evangelism or the office or gift of evangelism, which I think everybody, everybody should be engaged with because we're we're called to be ambassadors and we're called to reconcile people you know the the same forgiveness that you have received go and and show others that forgiveness um reconciling the world to himself through us you yeah. know and yeah and so yeah. the ministry of reconciliation yeah. i think it's gonna it's gonna be so um it's gonna be so loaded with love yeah that's going to be the irresistible part of it. And then when the message comes along of no shame, no condemnation, uh, no sin, yeah, sin's been taken care of. Because when you lead with all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, which is the classic, you know, Romans road, you cannot bring people into salvation unless they understand, you know, how much they've missed the mark and what sinners they are. Um, no, that that's that's not good news. That will never be good news. You're going to hell is not good news and will never be good news. We need to we need to lead with love. And when we lead with love, I think we're we're representing Jesus a whole lot better. And uh I I agree, man. I think um I think that there's so many uh so many things that are gonna be restored this year. We've had that conversation. Our understanding around evangelism, or you know, uh, what does it look like to 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 um, invite people into sozo, which is salvation, but it is heart, mind, soul, strength, body, every part of you living from instead of toward. Mm -hmm. Don't start. You don't start with a deficit. You start with everything he has is yours. You know, it's the idea that when they handed me my daughter, and, and you know that phrase, Jesus grew in favor with God and with man. When they handed me my daughter, I, I understood that and have grown in the understanding that I didn't say to her, "You can have some of my favor now." 
and we'll see how this right. goes. You have all my favor now. Everything I have is yours. You're just going to grow in the revelation of it. You're going to mature yep. in the understanding of it. I think we're in the process of things being restored, um, our understanding, new language put around evangelism. I think we're, we're hoping to bring uh, some folks on to talk about the prophetic, uh, mm -hmm. things that are beautiful that have been used to um, release fear almost the prophetic is you know to determine what's instead of understanding that the whole point of the prophetic is discovering jesus in you and calling out that gold and uh, i think there's restoration and, and there's gonna be a whole lot of things in these coming years but I, we've talked about it we felt like 2024 was going to be one of those years as far as where we could focus on a podcast sense of what is god restoring what is he bringing uh restorative lens to um, and some of these other areas, evangelism, the prophetic, um, you know, uh, there's been a couple others. We've, we obviously talk about our approach to scripture. That's been a, one of those things he's yeah. been restoring for years. Spiritual, so. spiritual warfare. Yes. Yeah, spiritual warfare. Um, yes. What does that mean from yeah. rest? From from union, what does that look like? Right. Miracles, the miraculous, you know, oh, instead of chasing. Yeah, that's, a big one that, that's a big one that's been in yeah. my, it's been in my heart for so long. I, yeah. I, I looked, I looked back and I, I remember the you know the story of the book of Acts where the the lame man is at the gate, yeah. And the disciples go up to him, and he's he's looking for money, and they're like, hey, you know, don't have that. we don't have any money, yeah. Um, but such as we have, or yeah. in the same way as if we had money, and I'm handing you a twenty dollar bill, come on, man. They somehow reached in their pockets and said, here, take here, this. Take this. They, I get chills. Like they, they knew how to practically navigate and appropriate this dynamic healing yeah. power of God that the, the, yeah. the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwelt in them. And they could, they could like almost release that. Like they would like, like they yeah. would hand someone a 20. Um, how about, how about a restoration on something like that? Lord? And, and in, in such a way where, where um, you're not charging people a bunch of money to come to your conference so that they can get yeah. healed. <laughs> yes. There's no separation in this just, in the message of healing. Walk in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's I get beautiful. excited about that. I do too. And I, and I, you know, we had Steve McVeigh on and he, he taught quantum and I'm like, there's something there. There's something uh, that, that, that love is, again, I've said it, that the one thing that transcends time and space, that it is the answer to every question that aches in the heart of humanity, right? Like uh, as we awaken to this, this, this union, to this greater love, that we would see um, miracles in the way that don't aren't connected to striving and right. you know a need, uh, and I understand that that's the that's the reality that's the that's the experience that we have. But man, I'm I know I get excited. I get uh, thinking about the ways in which God is restoring our understanding. Uh, Randall Worley talked about some of this when he when the church was young when we had him on. I love Randall. Oh yeah, dude. In fact, I actually have that one here too. Look. Come on, there it is. If you make uh, a book recommendation, Randall didn't write to me, that, but we, but he talked about that. Wait, he talked about it, and, yes. and it's it's phenomenal. It's the simplest little book, and but it takes you back to some like really key things that that the early church. And look, we're not trying to recreate the first century church in terms of like, you know, back in that era. It goes back to my my thinking about you know what would Jesus do, and how ridiculous it got because we're trying to bring bring a first century context into a 21st century context of like, well, Jesus would drive a Prius because he was earth friendly. And, you know, I was like, no, he'd, he'd drive a big 15 passenger diesel van because he's lugging all those disciples around. So it, at some point you have to bring the, the, the new culture and the new context and, and have it map to 
um, yes, what would Jesus do? But, but to me, the better question is what would love do? Yes. And that's the ease of what do you right. want to do today? Yeah. Well, what would love well, if, do? If Jesus only did what he saw the father do and he, and he spoke what he heard the father speak yeah. and he was moved with the, you know, the power of the spirit and what the father wanted. Well, God is love. So Jesus always did love, spoke love. Everything yeah. about it's, his life not was a demonstration yeah. of love. Yeah. And, yeah. and so what would love do um, has, has been the defining question of my life and I'm still working it out. And, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know what love would do in every situation. You have to pause and kind of get some but kingdom, love is, heavenly help on that. Love is the wisest friend you'll have. It is the Holy Spirit's voice and, and the Holy Spirit will reveal to you what love looks like. And there are complicated situations. I know there are people that are going, what about, well, you're talking about this feeling of, no, no, we're talking about, there's no greater love than one would lay one's life down for a friend. We're talking about other-centered, self-giving love that Jesus both modeled and and invited us into that we're talking about the love that he gave us so we can first you know the first love that John uh, talks about in first John uh, 4 verse 19 maybe we love because he first loved we're, mm -hmm. we're talking about a, a love that is it really is the answer to the question and uh, and man this is I could spend another hour talking about it with you. And, well, and, and I think, I don't know that we, maybe this needs to be said, but maybe it does. Uh, you and I both believe that Jesus is the way. He's the yeah. way, the truth, and the life. He's the only way, the only truth, and the only life. Um, however, it, it, you know, it's not that all paths lead to God, lead to the Father, but God, God's going to go down every path to love you. That's it. He's, love is <laughs> going to chase you down every road. You. Yeah. No matter where you're seeking truth. And so yeah. um that's that's really our our message is ultimately wrapped up in in that Jesus is perfect theology. Jesus is what God has to say about himself. And let's just let's really let that define um who we're becoming, you know, how how we're talking about what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um but then maybe having a big relax about trying to get everyone saved. So that we can just love people well, and um, to yeah. me, that that's that's the method that Jesus employed. No greater love than to lay yeah. down your life. He yeah. employed the method of love and compassion to demonstrate not just who the Father is, but what it means to be human. Um, you know, we're we're better joy. humans when we love better. For the joy set before man, I mean, my goodness. Um... I think I think this journey we're on, uh, uh, as I'm scanning through our guests from last year, um, you know, there was such an uh, an invitation to a more inclusive God. Mm -hmm. uh, whether it was my conversation early on in the year that you uh, missed with um, Eden Jerzak, uh, to uh, our conversation with John Chafee, the restoration of all things, you know, uh, Andre Robbie. Uh, all create all creation is incarnation i mean oh wow that was awesome that, that conversation how um, about this one logan Barone. logan thomas logan all right logan logan the mystery in you yeah uh, yeah earlier in the year that revelation of that you know that paul articulates in his letter that the entire mystery of the gospel, the mystery of the good news. Here's the entire mystery: Christ in you, yeah. the hope of glory. 
Yeah. And that's that's where that that's where that language came around. How could what yeah. happened in Adam be universal, but what happened in Christ be limited? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, no. which then led to the conversation we, we had with David Artman at the end of the year, mm -hmm. the necessity of Christian universalism. And and I'll say this, the last two conversations we had and we talked about this just before we hit record is uh, I found it to be interesting because um, I, you know, I paid, I kind of am paying attention as we go. The last two conversations were with Paul Golf and Matt Spinks, both of them talking about joy, the gospel 101, I, I titled inexpressible and inglorious joy is the gospel. Uh, it's, we're back to righteousness, peace and joy. We're back to that place coming from union. And, and, uh, I think it's an, it's a key thing for me, as I said, in my own personal, uh, approach to 2024, this could be fun is, uh, is kind of the, uh, you know, you know how sometimes back in the day you had to get a word for the next year, you know? Right. And, uh, and I like that. I think there's something to that. And, uh, if mine, I mine were... is, uh, talk more tacos al pastor in 2024, because <laughs> <laughs> those are my favorite. We, you know? and, we, and we're, we're rounding out here. So we do have to talk tacos, but I'll finish the, <laughs> thought. the, uh, the, um, uh, I just, I'm, I, I had a conversation with my brother and we're, we're, we've been waiting for this particular breakthrough for four years and longer than that. And it didn't happen before Christmas and I'm, and we're believing for it, but he called me and he said, I've chosen, uh, to, I have chosen to be, to believe that whatever happens, 2024 is going to be a profoundly beautiful year. And it doesn't, I, and I, when he said it, I was like, it was just so much liberty. Cause I was like, I, I, I forgot that I'd started to put my expectations and I'd started to attach my joy to right. some sort of outcome instead of where it needs to be, uh, which is the overflowing expression of our union, that, that, that finding that place of his love and affection. And, and, uh, so this, this year is, uh, I, I wasn't lost on me that, uh, the gospel one-on-one is inexpressible and glorious joy or as as matt spink said ecstatic joy yeah um, well and uh david you know david said restore to me the joy of yes. my salvation i think that would be a, a my great that's a great prayer for people to yes um to pray this year yeah I, you know and that joy is not it's not outcome dependent yeah it's a deep abiding well of bliss yeah. that it is is accessible at all times and and yeah. then of course what are you going to you know do with joy is your strength if you if you need strength man we're, we're, plus i think joy joy is just a lot more attractive i mean it's Sarah, way more fun Sarah likes me a lot more when i'm <laughs> when i'm silly and, and joking around yeah um but, i love that. uh yeah, I'm I'm joyful to be doing this with you, Jason. Man, um, I feel so like our friendship has so deepened over these yeah. past few years. Um, I think people can tell that this is something that comes from a really deep, authentic place from both of yeah. our stories. Yeah. But our stories came back together, you know. And when they did, yeah. read that friendship um, quote again. Yeah, uh, it's from C.S. Lewis, and he said, oh, you put me on the spot, bro. Oh, man. Basically, he said, friendship can be articulated as, what? You too? You too? I thought I was the only one. So good, and man. I think, so I, good. That's our, that describes our Facebook right there. Our yeah. Facebook group is all these yeah. people are like, wait, what? You too? Yeah. Yeah. I thought I was the only one that thought this yeah. way. Yeah. And it it's being orchestrated. This is the thing. It's being orchestrated by the Spirit of God. It's organic. It is not. There's no way you're going to put a structure around this. I'm sure someone will try to to put some kind of structure yeah. around it and call it whatever, some new movement, and you got to come here to get it, <laughs> which is okay. Right. 
I, yeah. I love that people went to Toronto and Bethel yeah, and, and Azusa travel. Street. I love it. And Go for Scotland it. and I mean all the places, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But there, there has to be something that is like right here, right now. Yeah. Um, well, the, the, even the, as I'm saying that, that you know that song right here, right now. There's no other place I want to be. You know who sings that? Who sings that? Jesus Jones. <laughs> so I'm just. See, I'm just bringing it back to Jesus That's every right. <laughs> single time. Well, what you're talking about, I agree, is, yeah, of course, travel. Like, I love it. Go visit people. Find face-to-face. -face, find, you know, that. But but you're bringing it with you. Wherever you yep. are, that's that's the church. That's what's and I there's that's what's happening right now. And uh, I love it, man. Yep. I love doing this friendship with you. I, I'll tell you what. What I love about the Facebook, it's a social media place where, um, and I wrote something the, recently, and I'm probably gonna note it in there here, pin it in there real soon. But I love that it's a place where connection and kindness is more important than uh, theological uh, th certainty. So that we've made a heart to heart connection, the high watermark of how of uh, and the way in which we're going to interact with one another. And in that place, then it's safe to have these conversations. And so there's so much beautiful discussion happening, right, where, where it's not about our certainty, it's about our connection and protecting that 100%. And, and so it's i love what's taking place there and i and i and i love doing this with you dude i had tacos at my favorite place twice over the holiday i'm actually on a seven-day fast right now because i ate so much is <laughs> we're at, well there's some other reasons but the bottom line is is and no striving no striving i'm just saying yeah, right, okay, right. there's a, a shift but yeah uh, tacos oh my gosh man uh, i ate too many tacos no um no new places I had a disappointing taco experience just last night. Oh, it was Taco I'm Tuesday. Sorry. They're just they just started this uh, in our neighborhood and up at the um, golf club. They do music bingo on Tuesday nights. We've been going with our friends and hanging out. Oh, by the way, that feels like church when yeah. I'm with my neighbor. We can talk <laughs> about that later. Uh, but yeah, it just it just didn't hit, man. Um, they're gonna have to up their taco game. But you know, yeah. there's so many good places in Charlotte that we we get to go to and be a part of and. So we'll have uh, we'll have more taco talk for yeah. you. I'm waiting. I gotta There's... tell you, my wife my wife makes a mean taco. Yeah. She does a, tur a turkey yeah, taco we using tur ground turkey. Nice, outrageous. Nice. We we've been doing home tacos. There's a there's a place opening in Burkdale. I forget the name of it. All of a sudden, and I literally follow oh, them. Uh, it's not Capital. It's, uh, no, it's Bird B. B. It's some. Oh, I can't remember. Uh, I'll have to put it in the line. We'll notes. go there. Yeah, yeah, it's almost we'll go open. there and we'll, we'll report back to everybody. I went with the great Anthony Skinner, and and uh, he took me in Nashville, and uh, I followed him then on Instagram, and uh, uh huh. And so I, 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 every time I'm in Burkdale, I walk by, and I'm like, man, what's taking him so long? Uh, <laughs> Bari or uh, man? Oh yeah, Bar is it, is it Bar Taco? Bar Taco. Bar Bar Taco. Uh, they're out of uh, they're out of Nashville. I've yeah, been to Bar, Bar Taco. Taco, but not so, here at yeah. Burkdale. Bar, Bar Taco is coming, so that's going to be our uh, that'll be our our spot. As far as uh, um, guys, what's happening this year? Um, we're going to keep walking the Emmaus Road with friends. We're going to keep uh, doing the podcast. Uh, really excited about that. I have already have January and February um, booked out uh, with some incredible guests and some other names. As always, uh, feel free to. Throw, introduce us to people because that's that's been a really cool thing yeah I, th I don't think we emphasize that enough i mean a lot of a lot of people connect on the facebook facebook group because they got an invite from someone and they've never listened to the podcast yeah and it was just what they needed and i think you know all of our listeners you know you know those people in your life that are ready to 
kind of dive into this this yeah. message and so yeah. send them an invite let them know hey thought about you when i listened to this podcast and yeah um and have them connect on the facebook group yeah facebook rethinking god with tacos instagram rethinking god with tacos those are the links also river church charlotte uh river church charlotte.com but it's both and river charlotte.com oh or river church charlotte.com yeah. both river will get charlotte you there. Com. that's where well, we're what we'd really out. what we'd really like to see is you get there on a saturday night and hang yeah. out with us yeah yeah um jason's yeah. jason's actually going to be taking more of a role in speaking regularly Love it, uh, at the church, which I, I'm excited about. And um, we're, we are definitely looking at, um, at teaching restoration this year as a theme, but with the focus on revealing Jesus and restoring, you know, these things we've been talking about, joy, yep. healing, yep. restoring yeah. the better gospel, yeah. uh, a gospel that is joyful. Amen. And and then I want to, I want to, you normally do this and I just, uh, I'll do it here. Cause I want to thank folks. Um, there's, there was a uptick in giving that just blew us away and blessed us, um, allowed for us to dream into a little bit, uh, uh what we want to think about next year, as far as we, we've talked about a potential conference, maybe at the end of the year. Um, uh, but just, um, thankful this is, this is listener supported. Uh, yep. A nonprofit, and uh, you can give it at familystory.org. Um, and we're just grateful. I'm, it's been uh, life giving doing this with you. And yeah, Jason. Yeah. Well, and I want to I want to make sure people understand the um, the guidelines, the gu <laughs> our guidelines for giving. Um, it, don't don't do so because of arm twisting or sob no, stories. No. Do do. <laughs> Part, partner with us because it's a joyful thing yeah. to uh, have this message go out to a broader audience 100%. and do what's in your heart, man. Do what's in your heart. Yes. Um, I just, I'm so tired of pressured giving and it's exhausting yeah. when people are striving to get people to give more. I, I honestly remember backdoor green room conversations about who, who could collect the biggest offering amongst so a group of elite speakers. And it, back then I was just kind of like, I don't think this is the way it's supposed to be. Right. Um, and now I'm pretty confident of it. Uh, Jesus said he will build his church. Yeah. And so not you, not me. Um, he, he's involved in it. So I'm going to get on team Jesus when it comes to, uh, building the church and by the church, I mean the, the people who are, are followers of Jesus, who are embracing a message of finished work and grace yeah. and a better gospel. So I don't know, Amen. I'm rambling, but uh, no, I love it. I do Derek. appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Your giving has, has been amazing this year. Yeah. So thanks so much. Yeah. And Derek, before I say goodbye, I just want you to know that I think you're smart as a whip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, I love you, man. Love you too, brother. Thank All you. Right. Good doing this with you. Hey, oh, uh, w welcome to 2024. Happy 2024. More El Pastor in 2024. <laughs> There's your word. <laughs> hey, guys. So glad you joined us in Rethinking God with Tacos. You can find me, Jason Clark, online at afamilystory.org, where I encourage you to sign up on our mailing list. We send out an email twice a month letting you know about new podcasts, articles, and new books or products that we have coming out. Plus, occasionally I'll keep you up on my schedule where I'm traveling. My Twitter handle is at 
Jason Clark is. I'm on Instagram under the same handle, and you can find me on Facebook as well. Yeah, and my name is Derek Turner. Jason and I love that you're listening to us. Thank you for all your feedback. Please write in, let us know what's going on in your life. But uh, we are pursuing a mission to help people rethink God, and we thank you for being a part of it. Uh, you can find me at Pastor Derek T on all the socials. And then, of course, I pastor a church here in Charlotte, North Carolina called River Church, rivercharlotte.com. Come and join us. We'd love to have you. Hey, all of these podcasts are available on all the platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google. Yeah. Hey, make sure and like, share, and throw a review out there. Let people know. We love good reviews on the podcast. It helps people find us. That's right. So if this isn't a podcast that you enjoy, (laughs) then please promote it, share it, give it a good five-star rating. I like that. That's a good idea. Hey, love doing this journey with you praying grace and wonder over you today.